What are the relevant areas depending on each other when it comes to organizational crisis in the field of integrity and why? This was the question I was asked a few days ago. Just up front, I broke it down to four key areas, knowing that there are others too and analyzed it from different perspectives. As a board member, advisor and entrepreneur with investigative background. And if you would also like to reflect on what are the interconnections and why, that is the right episode to do so. Great to have you here. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, an investigator, a corporate integrity council, or on your way there. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact, founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts and the Corporate Integrity Academy. And I have the vision to protect and secure assets, reputation, and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us. The interaction and dependence between key areas of an organization are important and especially when things go wrong. Therefore, our responsibility is to keep the big picture, think about it before in terms of a framework which can be at hand when needed. And in this episode, only four but very important dependencies are on spot. A framework helps to structure, and especially in extraordinary situations, it is proven that an internalized methodology, framework, approach, or even checklist helps to stay actionable. As you know, actionability is our key success factor, and whenever possible, we share tools to keep you on top of your own actionability. Coming back to these four dependencies I have chosen, the ones I see as the most important one when it comes to integrity. The ones I have experienced in the last 20 plus years in the different roles of being a board member, an advisor, an entrepreneur, but especially a sparring partner when it came and comes to integrity. Having that framework in mind clarifies the root causes of the actual situation, but more about that in a few minutes. I was asked that question a few weeks ago and seriously reflected on it, especially also with the additional knowledge gained during the last 18 months of the pandemic. Fraudulent behavior, non-compliance and cybercrime increased and is, and is expected to further do so. The patterns I have seen matches exactly with the framework I use to either prevent or investigate such misbehavior. 
with the knowledge we all gained and the experts warning about the additional fraud cases, no matter what industry size, location and ownership structure, the red flags are raised on different levels in the organization. The art is to receive the attention. Prevention is no longer a burden only. The return on investment is obvious. No, I already see and hear the comments on that from my members in the community telling me that is still not the truth. Yes, I know, and the awareness could be higher. Compared to when I started with promoting integrity 30 years ago, I was it was worse. And therefore, I appreciate every single step into the right direction. And who are the roles considering the dependencies when it comes to integrity? Every single level can contribute. Every. And the better these interconnections are understood, the more effective the organizational framework can be designed, implemented, and add value to a culture of corporate integrity. So if you are not yet a board member, it doesn't matter. You also count and you are the future leader who will actively contribute. It is crucial that the next generation of leaders embraces corporate integrity in their own career roadmap too. Have you seen that the manifesto became very popular over the last few years in the startup world? But not only there. Also, the World Economic Forum has a manifesto, for example. Just enter manifesto in your search engine and you might be overwhelmed. No official definition exists what it is, but often the mission, values and behaviors are written down and publicly available. Keep that in mind during the next few minutes. We come back to that manifesto, which also has some other names. I promise to reduce the answer about the dependencies when it comes to corporate integrity to a minimum. A minimum which helps to remember and implement. And that is also the reason why I directly start with it. Let's make it tangible. The four C's of dependencies I introduce today are first, the code of conduct, second, communication, the third, compliance, and the fourth one, crisis. The order is chosen on purpose and not just alphabetical order. That is the reason why I start with the Code of Conduct. I am not going into all the details of the Code of Conduct. For that, we have other episodes which go further than I do today. For example, episode number 10, which is also linked in the show notes. Looking at the four areas which are not isolated, I start with the root cause. And here I would like to pick up the remark from before, the one about the manifesto. It does not matter what name the set of vision, values, and behavior has. Irrespective of the form, it will strongly impact the maturity level of communication, compliance, and crisis resilience. When we look at it with a typical illustration of an iceberg, what would we see? The crisis only. The code of conduct, the communication, and compi compliance are underwater. Not seen, but the most important parts. The crisis resilience is the outcome of the three previous, or better, underlying factors. An inexistent or not understood set of values will have the following impact on the other aspects. Misleading or inexistent communication. 
non-compliance instead of compliance, and a reduced crisis resilience. Looking at it from a positive perspective, the next factor under investigation is communication. Not successfully communicate a well-established code of conduct will lead to non-compliance and reduces crisis resilience. Turning both initial factors to professionally implemented areas, the dependencies from the compliance management system becomes vital. How is the compliance management system implemented and what are the processes in place when it comes to non-compliance? The sanctions and measurements when it comes to non-compliance are often under-established compared to the other sections of the compliance management system. Where the compliance as last pillar which impacts the crisis resilience, they hit the crisis as such. Facing a crisis, especially when it comes to fraudulent behavior, non-compliance or cybercrime, all the three mentioned areas need to be well established and implemented to support during that extraordinary process. Lacking one of the three will significantly impact the performance of the others, as heard before. Therefore, I strongly recommend building these three pillars within the organization before the next crisis hits. The starting point should be obvious. The name is irrelevant especially if you are not a listed or regulated company. Substance over form. Based on that, the communication process internally and externally can be established and should be established in that order. Does your compliance management system already exist and needs adjustment? Or do you start from scratch? Doesn't matter. Communication needs to be considered. The crisis as such is the best way to prove what is implemented and identify the gaps. I know it sounds strange, but it is like that. It is a learning process, process which evolves over the time and with the experience you may, you may gain, gain and also your team, you will learn from it. You can't pay for the experience. You have to go through that. The system in place will not look the same in a few years if you want to learn from the incidents hitting your organization. Take that. Take these lessons and become better. Reach the next level with your organization. With these four areas of dependencies in mind, the importance of each area can be recognized, I think. I use it reactively and preventively. Also, when we conduct investigations, these four areas give us helpful food for thoughts when we establish the hypothesis. As you take the office assignment, I suggest the following reflections. First, which maturity level has each of the four areas discussed today? Where can you impact to increase the level? You have right now. How could you raise awareness if you cannot yet add enough to protect the organization? And by the way, how about drawing the iceberg with your corporate identity, corporate identity and discuss it with other peers in your management team or the board? Make it tangible and really use your corporate identity, your logo, 
to put on that iceberg that you can really resonate, that re can you really connect and resonate with it. I think it's important that it's not just an iceberg. It's going to be the iceberg of your organization you would like to discuss. Taking these four areas into consideration. This was the episode number 27 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Powers Individuals and Organizations. Would you like to learn more, meet peers and getting qualified? So visit the website Corporate Integrity Concepts or Corporate Integrity Academy. Or do you think this podcast could be interesting for someone you know? Sharing is caring and we are always happy to welcome your peers to our community. And if you like this episode, subscribe and don't miss any of the future ones. The show notes are, of course, enriched with relevant information and your connection via any of the social media channels is highly appreciated and will be answered. Promised. And please do not forget, topics of your interest or interview partners are highly welcome. Just send me a note on any of the channels you know. That's it from my side. I thank you for listening. My name is Sonja Stiernimon and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye.